And we're live in three, two, one. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the podcast, What They Don't Tell You About Senior Year. I am Maria Angelina, and I'm not only one of the hosts, but I will be leading today's conversation. And here I'm joined with the other wonderful hosts that will now introduce themselves. Hi, I'm Daisy. Hey, guys, I'm Chilla. I'm Dulce. And for those of you that don't know who we are, we are seniors at East Palo Alto Academy and we're part of the class of 2021. But fun fact, this is actually the first podcast episode we're recording. This won't be like the first one we air, but this is the first one we're recording. So if there's a couple of hiccups, our apologies in advance. Anyways, now to get on with the actual episode. So in this episode, we're gonna be talking about senioritis, being burnt out, Uh, advice people would have wished they knew going into senior year and overall if people felt prepared to go into the next part of their lives whether that be a community college trade school or a four-year and so to prepare for this episode I sent out a survey to people who had recently graduated high school so from the class of like 2019 2020 and I asked like five questions and they all responded. And so I'm going to read out loud some of the answers that stuck out to me the most. And then we'll have like a little conversation, give our opinions, and then I'll ask questions here and there. Here and there. But that's basically it. What do y'all think? Yeah. Um, just to give a quick definition of what senioritis is. Uh, it's when your motivation to do like schoolwork starts to decrease. And um, it normally starts happening like towards the end of high school. So that's why it's called senioritis. It happens your senior year. Um, it, but it can happen in high school, college, and grad school. But I, I think that everybody has experienced this when they like are about to end the school year. And at the end, you just start to like not care as much as how much work you're going to turn in or how well the work you're turning in is. Yeah. Yeah, and just to kind of add on to that, like a definition for burnout, um, quick Google search came out with being burnt out means feeling empty and mentally exhausted, devoid of motivation and beyond caring. So basically you're just done with anything having to do with school, no longer want to see it, no longer want to deal with it. Um, And I feel like, again, a lot of us have dealt with burnout. Oh, dude, yeah, for sure. Also, just a quick side note, all of the questions and the... Uh, quotes that I'm picking out like the girls haven't read any of it so really they're they're hearing it as you're hearing it and they're going to give like their honest not opinion necessarily but they will like will share if like they agree with it or how like they connect with it Anyways, now let's get on to the questions so again I asked a total of five questions the first one was did you experience senioritis if so how did you deal with it and The first one that really stuck out to me was like, yes, I held on for dear life and just hope I made it through. The fact that I really connected with this one so much because for a big chunk of senior year, I was just like, just just get through today and then tomorrow you'll get to it and you'll figure it out. Yeah, I was very much like that. I had to just rely on all my friends' information and the programs they were in because I had no idea what I was doing. Um, the next one was, I don't think I did lull. Uh, what I did feel was burnout after college apps. My friends and I dealt with this by skipping class. LMAO. 
that's not the best way to deal with it, but it allowed us to have time to go and have fun and try new food places. So a better way would have dealt to deal with this was finding a better time for it, LOL, but go have fun. Yeah, the only thing with that was during COVID, you know, restrictions, we couldn't go out, we had to stay home. So we couldn't deal with it necessarily, I feel like the same way, but I for sure was burnt out after college app, scholarship writing, just spending so much time on the computer um, that I started feeling burnt out as well as like Zoom fatigue. Uh, So for me, I think just sometimes ignoring work was the best way to deal with it, even though it's, there's probably other ways to deal with it. But for me, it was just ignoring what was going on. And especially because you guys did early action or what was it called? Yeah, yep. yeah we there you go. especially because they did early action. And that's when the teachers were giving us tons of work. Yeah, yeah. For, the, for those of you that don't know what early action is, it depends on like the type of schools, but you applied before the like official deadline. So for some schools, like their deadline was January 1st, but their early action uh, was like November 30th. And this was the non-binding one. If you did early decision, that was binding. Meaning like if you got in, you had to go there. Um, I did restricted early action, which means I could only apply to one school early and it wasn't binding. So it was basically early decision. But Dulce did something a little differently where she still did early action, but it was different than mine. Do you want to go more into it? Yeah, I mean, lucky you only got to do one. I did four. Um, but it did kind of help out later on with not having to deal with it and getting a response faster as well, which I enjoyed. And I wished I kind of did it for all of them because then that meant I didn't have to deal with them throughout the school year. But yeah, I did four. Um, and it was stressful, but it was also manageable because just talking to teachers sometimes also, they would be like, okay, we're going to just give you this class period and just finish it so that tomorrow we can focus on whatever work we have to do. Yeah, I wish I would have done uh, regular early action. I stressed out because for those of you that don't know, Dulce and I both applied to 17 colleges. And so while Dulce had hers a little more spread out, mine was, I focused, so I applied to Harvard. And so I focused for like a month and a half just on Harvard. And then the rest of the time, it was like the UCs and other privates but I, I definitely would have wished I would have spent more time on just other applications. Anyways, we're getting off track. He, he, he. Um, but the next one was, yes, I slacked off a bit, but because things didn't feel like they mattered anymore, which I think is pretty common again. Um, and this one was really interesting to me because this person wrote, yes, but thankfully it was during the last week of school just had the mindset of relaxing after everything was done because I knew I wouldn't do anything the moment I stopped working. What do y'all think about this? Because I know we experienced senioritis all year, basically. I feel like our last week of school, we're all going to be able to like slack off because we only have like one real class. I well, I, I only have one real class. The rest of them, I'm not going to have a final four. They're AP. So I, I understand that you we can um, like slack off the last week, but we've been hit with senioritis this whole like year. So 
I don't think it would be anything different. I think it also, um, you have to also think about, um, you're, you still have colleges kind of looking at you and depending, I feel like right now we're all looking at pretty prestigious schools. And so they don't really care. I feel like, oh, obviously they do care to a certain extent, but they're not going to care if you decide, you know, let me fill all my classes and submit my transcript like that. At that point, it's, it's more of a like, even though senioritis is hitting you, now you're affecting yourself because they can take away that acceptance. And then it's like, uh, now what are you going to do after that? Um, yeah, I definitely agree. I think, I don't know, senior year is just a really weird moment where it's like, you care, but you don't care, but you're worried about the future. Chella, you haven't really said much. Do you want to add anything or do you want to like wait for the last question? Sorry, I was having um, lots of tech issues. But, um, I definitely wanted to agree with what Dusa said because um, we can't really slack off, I guess you could say, of doing when we experience senior writers because Dusa is right. Like they could take away our acceptance and now we're going to have to stress ourselves out about what is our next step since I can't go to college anymore. What am I going to do for the rest of my life? you know yeah I I wish colleges wouldn't put as much pressure I'm so sorry on this particular time of the year I feel like it's really just whatever and it oh I'm sorry I wanted to add and a lot of colleges didn't put as much pressure like a lot of them extended their deadline but last minute like I didn't know a lot of the uh, CSUs extended their deadline by another week or another month, especially the ones who had like low um, applications. Like they didn't, they didn't receive a lot of applications. I know that they uh, extended their deadline by a lot, but did it tell a lot of students until last minute. And then uh, for the UCs, we were told that they got extended by a week, a week before they were due. So that was not nice. maybe not even a week before. Maybe not a week before, but like. It was, it was still time. They gave, they gave us time. They told us they were going to extend the time before the deadline. No, yeah. uh, but CSUs did not do that. Most CSUs did not do that. Yeah, yeah I but, feel like we heard from our teachers before we even uh-huh. heard from the schools. Yeah. The and email it was set like a couple days after, bef- after our teachers have already said, oh, yeah. you guys like, like relax. Like they're extending the deadline a bit. But even for like, I feel like for us too, we were kind of just trying to get that done before the deadline because they had told us you know don't submit it that day of because the website's gonna crash they also said don't do it during uh thanksgiving week or during thanksgiving i made that mistake that's yeah i wait why was that a mistake uh because so basically i submitted my uc applications the day before thanksgiving because everyone and their mom had told me oh, you're going to regret and you're going to feel stressed out if you turn in, if you're working on your college apps during Thanksgiving. Like that should be a time for you to relax, which I definitely get. But ours got extended, our like UC applications got extended for by a bit. And if you were applying to UC, if you wanted to apply to UC Merced, I know their applications were extended by a lot. I wish I would have waited to submit mine and just taken a break on Thanksgiving. Because even though I'm very fortunate in, to the UCs I got, I was stressing the whole time and I thought I did horribly. Like I thought I wasn't getting into, into any UC because of how bad I thought mine were. Um, 
didn't work out that way. Very happy the way it worked out. That being said, <laughs> um, the last quote that I want to bring to y'all's attention was really interesting because I know the person that wrote it. So again, uh, I don't, I don't know who wrote what, but there was one person who told me their answers um, and we're really close. So I thought it was really funny because I thought it was very honest. Uh, the last quote was, no, I expected it and fully prepared for it a couple of years prior. And that got me thinking, I mean, for some of us, uh, from all of us, we have been in the honors English class. And so we prepared to like be in a more advanced course since freshman year, but it was, it ended up, it ended up being really tiring. So my question to y'all is uh, what was your experience? If you want to say more on it or like, what would you have done differently? Like junior, sophomore year-ish to better prepare for senior year. And so you wouldn't feel as tired. Yeah, I mean, I don't disagree with this because obviously it's someone else's perspective, but to, I feel like in the sense of like preparing, I feel like that's very like a privileged thing to say because not everyone can prepare the same way because just like the different things that you get from your school, from your community, um, it just all that all plays into how it like you're gonna you're gonna feel your senior year. So with like. COVID, that's something that no one expected to happen, had a huge effect on how we felt senior year. And I did feel like I prepared somewhat my like junior year, like, cause they said, you know, prepare, write your like some of your EOP questions for the CSUs and look at the UC application and like start writing. But again, those are all just drafts and you're, you're gonna change your mind. Because for me, I scrapped all of those and rewrote all of them, which was like, why did I stress out my over the summer to write these college essays that I wasn't even going to use? But it was also, but the good thing about that was it did give me some time to brainstorm and having written what I wrote, I was like, okay, then that's not something I want to talk about. Like what's something else I can talk about? But then that also goes into who you're talking to while writing, because for me, the person I talked to while writing and planning my college stuff also helped me um, with everything. But then again, it all just goes on your surroundings, who's around you, who's there to support you, and just everyone's experience is going to be different. So what I'm hearing is surround yourself by the, try to surround yourself in and make the best environment in what you can. Oh, yeah, for sure. Because um Maria, if you want to talk about it, actually, how I felt Maria Angelina was the most prepared person, um, in my opinion, she might have thought differently, but with everything again going on, kind of became, we both became procrastinators. I, yeah, I'll briefly talk about it. Um, I, first of all, not going to bash it. I'm not going to sit here and bash anyone, but like, Basically, I'm very, very grateful for the programs I've been in. And we're going to talk more about like programs and why we think you should do them, like especially like um, in your earlier years of high school. Very much knew where I wanted to go and where I wanted to apply. Uh, but then I did programs all summer. I did like five programs the summer before senior year. And because of COVID, everything was via Zoom. 
So by the time I started my senior year, I was already tired from Zoom. And that was not a good situation to be in. Like as excited I was about senior year, like knowing that we're probably not going to go back in person, that I was basically going to be all on my own because I wouldn't be able to go to the places where I was planning to go to to work on my stuff so that I could be like away and alone and have like a more concentrated space. But also, I think what Dulce pointed out was the environment that you're in has a lot to do with it. Like everyone was super great and my family's always been super supportive and they've like told me like, if you want to apply to the top, like top colleges, do it. What's the worst that can happen? But I did have one mentor who, I mean, she was very nice, um, but I didn't end up applying to more schools or different schools because they were like, oh, if you're already applying to three Ivies, like that's already too much. Like they're basically all the same. Where honestly, what was the worst that could have happened? Like I didn't end up paying for any of my uh, applications, so I didn't have any fees because I was able to work something out. So that was great. Like, what was the worst that could have happened to know? And even though like, I probably would have cried because I'm an emotional person, like that would have been it. Um, And I'm always gonna be left with the question, like, what if? Like one of the ones I really wanted to apply to was NYU, but because the specific person had said, don't apply to it um, because they don't give you really good financial aid, I didn't. And I really regretted it. Like, I don't know. And also I think that affected the way I wrote and the way I ended up like performing in my essays like I think they weren't as good as they could have been obviously I can't change things like how things are and I'm very happy with the schools I'm currently considering um but yeah that's that was my experience um anyone else want to say anything about it before we move on uh I'll answer the question that we started off with like what do you think you could have done or like what something you wish you could have done like junior or years before I think joining like college readiness programs from the beginning from freshman year because I did not join any programs I was a, not a bad kid but I was a lazy one I did the bare minimum what I thought was the bare minimum was like getting A's because that's what my parents wanted like bare minimum was A's so I did the bare minimum and did not do anything else. I did I didn't do after school programs. I didn't do anything. I didn't go to Boys and Girls Club that which is right there. I did not do nothing. I wanted to go home. Um, but I should have joined like future grads from freshman year because I knew nothing of the college process. Nothing. I joined a future grads in my junior year, where like you should start talking about college by then. But I had nothing. I had no idea how the college process was I thought you had to write like a essay like a super sob story like about how your life is and it's not like that it's it is still kind of like that but it's not it's not what I thought it was and I thought it was a like a super difficult process but join I feel like joining um college readiness programs from the start from freshman year so that they can take you to colleges. Cause I did it. I would always say that I was going to go to college, but I never really knew that I wanted to go to college. I would just say that, but not until I joined that program and they took me to schools that I actually wanted to go to. And that I felt myself there is when I realized that I actually wanted to go to college. That's where I got like an epiphany, like, Oh my God, like 
I can actually like feel like I can go to school after this. I'm not going to be like, oh, I'm going to drop out anyways. And I think I was going to say something else. Yeah, I feel like with the what Dulce said, like working on your PIQs and EOPs over the summer. I mean, I did a bullet points and then I scratched them all away senior year. But oh, I was going to say, join a program that gives you a mentor. Because I know that everybody has different situations. I know Maria did not get the best of mentor, but I got a really good mentor and I still meet with her every week now. And we're super close. We're always texting each other and stuff. And I feel like just joining a program that has a mentor and will help you through that college process because she helped me a lot. She was my backbone. I, if I, I don't think if I didn't have a mentor, I wouldn't have turned in college applications. So. Yeah, very quickly. Just because I had experience with one program and one mentor, yeah, no, mentors make or break it, honestly. Like in other programs, I have a couple of other mentors. They're great, best thing ever. Like no complaints. For sure, I have four and I use them all for different things. And I feel like you can never, you can never have too many because for me, the greatest thing was being able to communicate with my mentors and be like, this is what I need from you. And this is how you can support me. So the more, the merrier. I want to ask, Chela, did you have a mentor Did your co- during your college process? Okay, I was actually going to speak, but I want to wait for everyone to be finished. So I was going to agree with you because I guess you can say I was kind of a lazy student throughout my high school year because I did do the bare minimum. Um, I did actually join future grads and all that stuff in freshman year. I just wasn't committed because I had like responsibilities at home because I had a babysit, you know, um, nephews and nieces and my little siblings, but um, I couldn't stay committed. So I couldn't always go to the meetings or I couldn't always go to the field trips and stuff. So that was really hard for me. And at one point I kind of just quit and just stuck to my responsibilities but then once I quit my responsibilities, I felt like it was kind of too late to join those programs again. So I didn't do it. So throughout, I had no mentor. Um, and I had no help. I had nothing. All I had was my teachers and going to their um, office hours to help me. But I wouldn't even do that. I kind of just did everything by myself. The only person I did... Um, Chilla has frozen, but you wanna, she'll you wanna come know. back. Oh, wait, we're here. Oh, okay, oh, there back. you go. Oh, there okay. you go. Yeah, there you go. Um, the only person that um, I had was my sister's, my older sister's friend, because she is a counselor for um, Woodside. And she would, like, check up on me and text me here and there. And she actually made me write the uh, EOP questions and the PIQs um, actually a year ahead. And I kind of forgot all about them until she brought them up and actually did use some of what I wrote into my final draft. So that was like how I kind of prepared, but not really. But yeah, I totally agree with Daisy. Go to programs, stay committed. Whatever you have at home honestly can wait because at this point, it's more important than your future. It is okay to be selfish. And I think that's what you can tell from all of us. Because definitely, I think, I think especially with what Chella said, like, it's okay to be selfish and 
be a little more selfish than you think you're being to an extent, yeah. But so we don't stay on the same question. Let me go ahead and introduce you all to the second question in the survey. Did you feel prepared to go into your post-secondary education path after graduation? And so what some people said was, I should have, because, but because I was still coming off senioritis, I was not. Trying to adapt to a completely new environment during a pandemic is rough. I messed up in not reaching out to the programs I was a part of and didn't get any help until I ended up on academic probation. I wanted to say um, what a lot of us don't realize is that senioritis can is going to become a habit. Like we think it's only for our senior year, but it can become a habit. And so when you start getting other work from actual, like now that we're going to be starting college, we're going to have that same feeling we had during senior year of being lazy, not turning into work. And we need to realize that senioritis is going to get stuck to you and you need to quickly bounce out of that. Uh, yeah, I very much agree. Um, but I feel like senioritis can also be like different for different people. Like for me, my senioritis was because I was overwhelmed and because I had to learn the hard way how to say no to being in like so many different things. I like had to cut some things because for me, my senioritis was rooted in, I was just overworked and I was doing too many things. And it just wasn't working out like that. I had to be like, no, I'm going to stop doing this. And I'm going to focus on other things that for me are important. I'm sorry, I'm back. Um, Chella, did you want to add anything onto that? Um, well, from my experience, um, I was burnt out for like a good portion of my high school year. And then once I got to my senior year, I was trying to get back on my, you know, on my academic and stuff, trying to bring up my grades up and stuff. And then I well, felt like was burnt out again, I guess could be considered senioritis. And um, to be honest, I still feel that way. Like we're starting senior, I still currently feel that way. Um, I'm still struggling to do my work and all that stuff. Like, don't get me wrong, I'm not a bad student. It's just the fact that you know we've been going to school for like how many years and we're doing so much and like i was a good student like i used to get a's all the time but like at this point like it just gets like tiring and overwhelming and just like thinking about your future and all this stuff like it doesn't seem worth it anymore and it kind of still doesn't to me in my opinion but i know it will pay off later once i'm not in this current state of mind literally yes could not agree more the and with that being said that leads me to the next quote but actually i am going to ask for you guys to let me say two quotes because it very much is similar um in terms of they connect so this person said yes i felt prepared education wise because i had taken the a ib diploma route which was honors levels classes and when it came to my college classes, it was very similar to those classes. And then right after I read that one, I read another one and they said, no, I felt very unprepared because my, my school had little to no advanced classes. The gap between high school and college is big and it takes a while to adapt to a new workload and ways of learning. And I thought this was very 
very interesting. The first person that had said yes and had taken the IB diploma route, I know they didn't come from our school. Um, but the second one, I'm assuming that they came from our school because we're in a very similar situation. And I could definitely agree. I know by um, just going out to a different uh, school for a semester, because I was part of a semester program, I didn't feel prepared. I, because as much as I had taken um, college classes, I, I just didn't feel as prepared as other students were who their entire high school career had been used to the rigor and taking all of the honors classes in all of the subjects. Uh, Dulce, you wanted to say something? Yeah, I just, just in case, what is an IB diploma? Like that route, like, do you know what that is just for a definition to be put out there? Uh, so from my understanding, and I could be wrong, I know in some classes, like you take, in some schools, you have like the whole AP route where it's, you take specific, um, like classes. So like you'll take like honors environmental science so that you could take then AP environmental science or whatever. And in some certain schools, I think Sequoia does this. Um, Sequoia is another, it's a bigger public school in our school district for those that don't know. But basically I believe very similar um, in the sense that they're all advanced classes and uh, you take them like along the year and you basically, I think I would assume you kind of like commit to it, to taking like these honors levels classes. Again, I, we, at our school, we don't have IB, we barely have AP classes. That's what I've heard from other, like other people. I also want to say that our school is kind of doing a good job of doing, getting AP classes, but I don't recommend taking AP classes. Do college classes, do dual enrollment because AP classes are good. They're fine if you can handle like the workload, but I recommend doing uh, actual college classes through community college or like the ones that they offer at school because then you get an actual sense of what college classes would be because AP classes is preparing you for an AP test, not college, an AP test that you're going to take at the end of the year. Those community college classes that you would be taking, not only do you get college credits, if you do, if you do, if you get a good grade, um, but you're, you're going to have a sense of how it's going to be like, and you get an idea in high school, if you do want to continue going to college, because you don't, your end path does not always have to be college. Like, yeah, that's what high, you're going to high school for, but you're getting you're going to high school to get a high school diploma. It's your choice if you want to go to high school to go to college. If you want to go to a different career after, you can. But just take a if you don't, if you're not sure if you want to take college, if you want to go through the college path, take a college class your junior year, and then you get a sense of if you want to go to college or not. Also, college classes give you exposure to your major or like any potential major. I I knew I wanted to go into psychology or sociology because I had taken classes uh, in social sciences that weren't offered at my school. So really, we're all pretty much for college classes instead of AP. Um, that's just from all personal experience. Uh, if you enjoy AP classes, kudos to you. Um, 
I'm just personally a really bad test taker. And I hate that me getting college credit depends on me getting a passing grade on a test. And I know what people are going to say, like, if you know, the, if you know, the, if you know this stuff, then you should be able to pass a test. That is not the case for me. If I can get an A in a class and I could do horribly on a test. Test anxiety is real. Yes, it is very much. Also want to put out there, AP tests, some schools will only give you credit if you get a certain like percent. So if you get like a four or five, but also bringing it and tying it back to college classes, I also don't want to mistake in anyone college credits will transfer to some schools, not all schools, because not all schools will accept it. Um, so be very careful with not trying to like, yes, take the courses you want to take, but don't just assume they're all going to transfer to your school because it could very much range. Um, so just putting that out there for everyone's understanding. And just to go a little more in depth in what Dulce was saying, I think this is most applicable to California students just because we don't know how college credits would transfer from a different state's community college. But in California, if you look at your classes and you're like, I wanna take classes so that I can get credit and I am thinking about going to a CSU or a UC, make sure that these classes say CSU and UC transferable because then you will be able to transfer those credits. And the one thing is, if you're planning to go to a private or if you're thinking about it, know that sometimes college credits will not transfer. And that's just because private schools, like they have their, they have their, they have their benefits, but something like this in it. And if you really just want to finish college as early as possible, that's one thing to consider. Um, also community college classes are free if as long as you're a senior in high school or not a senior sorry as long as you're in high school they're free okay now that we have that um the next quote is the next person said yes and no yes because i was aware of what college would be like but no because they didn't teach you many things like how to sign up for college class for classes in general yeah, very much. I think it goes back to also the, your involvement in programs because there are other programs who will help you with this. Um, but then that also goes into like the discussion of like what do high schools really prepare you for? Because I feel like there's so many things that high school does not prepare you for. Um, so I this is where you would see a value in extracurricular programs or just like college prep programs because they will be there for you after you enroll in college and helping you navigate um, your your path and like your journey and everything. Yes, definitely. We cannot stress enough how important college program college readiness programs can be. And I also want to say how like lucky we are to have a senior seminar class because I know that a lot of like senior seminar class is like kind of I want to say kind of like avid in other schools. But I've heard that AVID doesn't do anything other than teach you how to do Cornell notes. But uh, that's a shout seminar, out to Mr. Wong. Yes. And a shout out to, shout Mr. Out to Wong. Mr. Wong. Yes. Very much shout out to Mr. Wong because 
he is the reason why we learned a lot of the scholarships that we have and a lot of the resources that we have we got was because of him um we're lucky enough to have a senior in seminar class but i recommend taking advantage of that senior seminar class because our school's lucky enough to have it. I don't know if other schools do, but we are lucky enough to have that. Yeah, if you have a class like senior seminar where they give you a time period, like a period of your day to work on college classes, to work on college application or scholarship applications where they really just give you time, um, take advantage of it. Also, again, shout out to Mr. Wong. He was our English teacher our junior year. And so when COVID was going on and near the end, uh, so like maybe like our last quarter, he started preparing us for college because he was going to be our senior seminar teacher. And he was like, I know what most seniors are struggling with. Let's start early. And again, having teachers like that, amazing. Thank you. Would you like to say anything? so we're back live uh sorry about that uh we had technical issues so we decided to pause the recording so it wouldn't be awkward but anyways we're back uh, i forgot where we were if i'm being honest uh i think we'll just move on to the next to the next question um anyways so what was the biggest myth you believed about senior year that was the next question i asked and i'm pretty sure like 80 to like 90 percent of the of, of the people said the biggest myth I believed was that senior year was going to be the easiest year compared to the rest of the high school years we had gone through and we were completely wrong uh yeah senior year is not the easiest year there's like some exceptions but it's not Yeah, I was told that my senior, if like I did as many classes, like my fr my freshman, sophomore class, that you were going to have an easy, easy, easy senior year. Not the case. Very much not the case. You still have to do work for your college apps. And especially because we're, we were at home all the time, we had to do our housework and schoolwork in the same like and then a lot of us went crazy at home so the it's it's a myth right now i mean um not a myth but it's not true yeah um i would say well for me for me it was the easiest year but that's not always the case for everybody and I feel like it obviously all depends on how you're managing your time, just the classes you decide to take. Um, and like for me, I was very fortunate with like COVID and everything. I didn't have to worry about doing as much things around my house because my parents understood like, oh, we're at school. So like we're on the computer. And also even with that, with the internet and everything, my dad was very quick to like, if when it was freezing for us a lot and we were having a lot of wi-fi issues he was very quick to jump on that problem and to find a solution which is not the same for everyone else so 
for me, it was easy because again, of the people around me and because of my, like where I stand with like my parents and everything that they're able to help me with. But it is harder in other aspects of like getting everything done on time and remembering all those deadlines. So I would recommend using your calendar on your phone, writing those deadlines down because they come quickly. And that is something that I didn't realize until it was too late in some aspects of like just different deadlines that like passed me. Jola? Okay, I'm gonna say something real quick. Um, so for me, school was already hard enough for me because um, I was dealing with like other stuff and I was just like dealing with burnt out and other things are going on. So school was already hard for me. So when it came to um, senioritis and COVID and all that stuff, it just made everything harder, especially because I had to stay home. And uh, my home is not really the type of environment I can really do my schoolwork in or even focus in because um, I like to keep my home stuff and my school stuff separate. So the fact that I had to combine them both made it very difficult for me to even pay attention in class and just, you know, just do anything school related. So um, that was very hard for me. Um, the programs that I were in during um, senior year or what I'm currently in right now and um, dealing with COVID and stuff, since everything was virtual, um, then again, it still made it hard for me to even pay attention to those like meetings and those programs. So, um, you know, be grateful for y'all who have great environment at home to work in and stuff. Cause you know, like I Lucy said, everybody's different. Um, but yeah. No, like seriously, having to like bring schoolwork to home. Cause I never really did homework at home. I always did it at school. So having to bring like my schoolwork home was hard. And especially if you're like parents don't really understand school because my parents don't, my parents didn't understand that I was, I needed Wi-Fi. My parents didn't understand I needed a computer. And like my, when we started distance learning, I did all my schoolwork on my phone. And then I would get physically frustrated having to like figure it out to do it on my phone. And I, my parents thought it was funny. So having that people like there for you who like actually like will help you is good. Like and use your freaking programs as resources because I'm sure my, I, if I really reached out to the school, if I really reached out to like for people to help me, I could have gone the help I needed, but I didn't. And I just struggled. So and then having to really explain it to your family too like I don't walk into my room I'm in school at knock please do not laugh when I'm getting physically frustrated at something that's not working and that you don't want to help me with like yeah I'm very much I was very much in an in-between situation uh so just for context when the pandemic started I was maybe like a month or two um, into my back into my high school because I had gone to a semester program called the Mountain School. Great experience, very, very defining moments in my life. But coming back was really hard for me. So I was just starting to adapt. So my situation, I was, I didn't really know um, 
mentally like how well I was going to be doing for like the next couple of months and I think that stressed me out but because I am the oldest out of all of my siblings I have like more responsibilities and so that I think was definitely frustrating because as much as my my parents super supportive they gave me like great help and emotionally they were really there for me I also just had stuff to do at home that weren't that were like chores and so that was definitely I think one of the most frustrating parts because I was the type of student that would leave home at like maybe like six in the morning latest and come back at 8 30 p.m like my my time because I'm in so much so many extracurriculars and I would spend a lot of time outside to really focus and get help that was hard coming back into all of that and obviously again my parents tried to support me in the ways that they could but because I was the oldest I just I had more responsibilities to deal with at home and not just at school and so learning how to balance that and also trying to take care of my mental health was really just struggling and it felt like if I was going to do everything, I had to leave something. And oftentimes I'd put my mental health last. So don't do that. Because honestly, once your mental health like goes, like everything just becomes so much harder. So senior year is hard in a lot of aspects and in other aspects, it's easy. But with COVID, everything is just hard in general. Yeah, take take our, like not take our experience with the grain of salt, but our experience is really going to be like no others, hopefully like no other senior years. Uh, at least that's my hope for other people because doing, making your bedroom be your science, your math, your extracurriculars, where you sometimes eat lunch because you can't leave your computer, like making it your everything and being restrained to a specific area. If it's not your room, it could be really difficult because as much as it's like, your setting changes, like you go to different classes, you stay in the same spot for over 10 hours, especially when you have a lot of people living uh, with you. At least for me, like my, I was lucky enough to just have my room to myself and my middle sister took over the living room and kitchen because she needed, because of her school, she needed more quiet time and she needed to make sure she was completely alone. Like really it changes um, that any anyone want to add anything else to that that is a very valid point I am stuck in my kitchen where everyone has their own space and like their own rooms but yet they still like to walk around and sometimes even though it's okay sometimes with my siblings like pop in to my zoom call sometimes other times it kind of gets annoying because like I'm trying to focus but like everyone else is like doing their own thing or like when someone's when we know that someone's going to do like a presentation, then everyone else is quiet and they try to stay as quiet as possible in their own class, which can sometimes affect like the way you participate or the way that you do something sometimes because you're trying to also be mindful of other people who are in totally different classes, different subjects, just in different parts of their like school. So COVID just made everything hard again. Yeah, and I wanted to add to Maria, like, get a desk or find somewhere that you can do your homework, because I associated my bed so much with doing work that there's times at night I will go to sleep at three in the morning, overwhelmed because of how much homework I need to do or 
or I need to respond to this email, or I need to do so many things in the morning that I've just associated my bed with all everything I need to do with schoolwork. So I just cannot sleep at times. Or I'll like, I'll go somewhere else to take it like to do work. I'll try, but it's just so hard because I've associated when my, my bed's with work so much already. Definitely. I agree. Only because the fact that, so I'm on my bed too. Like I, you guys can't see me, but like they could see me and I'm currently sitting on my bed. The fact that I've been doing my schoolwork like this has also affected my posture. I don't know about you guys, but I have a really bad posture now because the way I'm like hunched over at the computer and trying to stare at a screen. I also wear glasses. My vision, I feel like, has gotten worse for staring at a screen for like eight plus hours. So I can imagine how bad my eyesight is since the last time I went to the eye doctor and, you know, got my eyes checked. Um it's just terrible. It's kind of to the point where, like, sometimes I don't even feel like I don't even feel comfortable like going to sleep on my bed because I already know like I'm gonna stay here for like long, long hours just doing work. And sometimes I just don't. I sometimes just don't even want to sleep here. Like, let me sleep on the couch or something, or like let me sleep on the floor. Sometimes the floor be more comfortable than my own bed. I don't know. I sleep on my couch on in the living room because sometimes being in my room it gets really stressful. And then when I get stressed, everything becomes a mess. So yeah, not very fun. If, if you're on a desk or something and like you're worried about like hunching over so much, I got like a like a computer like raised thing, which helps for me to stay more like straight for my back. Just in case anyone needs it, that's going to be spending a lot of time with either homework or if Hopefully not, but COVID is still, for whatever reason, affecting people. A computer, like, like what is it? Elevator or, like, stand thing? stands. Yes. A laptop helps. stands. Laptop stands. Oh. It helps. Um, oh, yeah. I got the same one she did. Um, 10 out of 10 would recommend. Um, now the... Okay. I was going to say, should we all move on to the next response? I was going to say, yeah, now moving on to the next response. Um, the other one was that uh, the biggest myth you believed about senior year is that by the time you leave, like you'll feel prepared for the real world, which um, I think goes back to the second question. Uh, the, the last one that we asked about feeling prepared about post-secondary education. But yeah, how do you all feel about that? Do you feel like prepared to go to college? Do you feel like that school helped you I oh. can oh unless you want to go first you can go first I I was I was just gonna point out I feel different differently versus how I'm gonna feel with going to college versus how I feel if I'm prepared for like life in general because for life in general don't feel prepared because there's a lot of things I feel like we could have learned in high school having to do with like banks money mortgages just different things like that that we could have taxes big one that we could have learned in high school or had some sort of class that exposes to that and in that aspect I do not feel ready but in like other academically I feel like I was able to take advantage of taking classes that I was interested at a local community college and just like exploring that academically and for like college I do feel prepared. I wanted to say that I personally don't feel like I'm prepared for college 
but I feel like that's more on me than it is the school. But, and of course, I agree with those. There's a lot of things in life that we could have been taught about. Like, I feel like an economics class should be a whole year, not just a semester, a whole year. And U.S. government, honestly, honestly, for me, I just don't like the government. I don't like talking about it. I just know it's corrupt. You could just see it and let know it's corrupt. Um, don't come after me. I don't know much about the government, but I think an economics class should um should be all year or like starting from freshman year. I we initially wanted to make this project like a, a youth preparation um like program type of thing where we teach students things about life that we wanted a class that taught students about life from like freshman year to senior year so that they aren't saying at the end of the year oh like I wish my school did taught me how to do taxes my school didn't teach me nothing about life because there is a lot of students that aren't gonna go to college and that's completely okay if that's if college is not for you college is not for you that's fine but we turned it into something we made this project this because we feel like for the people who are going to go to college, like they need a warning of how the, how senior year is going to be. And I, Oh, from the question, sorry. I do not feel like I'm um, prepared for college. Cause I feel like I did not take as many college classes as I should have. And I did not like even look into colleges or how college classes were because I didn't even know I wanted to go into college to, towards the end of my junior year. So I should have done that from the start. I agree with um, both Daisy and Duce um, in a way. Um, I did not take any college classes um, because I was going to things and like I was experiencing burnout and stuff. Uh, my grades weren't the best, so I, I couldn't qualify to take college classes, even though if I wanted to. But um, I'm currently helping my sister with her college classes, which sounds bizarre to me. But um, in my opinion, I feel like I am prepared to take the college class, but I'm not sure how I am prepared to be in the environment of a college class. Because I feel like it's very different than um, high school, obviously. Um, Oh, I wanted to say something, but I kind of forgot. I don't know. Come back. I'll, co I'll come back when it comes back to my head. Very quickly, before I move on to the next quote, um, I feel that I had a very different experience from the other three girls um, on the podcast because I went to a summer program called Smash um, at Stanford. Shout out to Smash. I really like it. Um, and then I went to the mountain school where I was away for four months. And the thing with this is academically, I do think I'm prepared. Uh, I think there's definitely still stuff that like I need to do like on my writing skills. I know like they're good, but they're not great. So I need to like be better at it. But in terms of like living on my own and being like prepared to like just be more independent, I think I am. And that's solely because I went to these programs where I was basically just taking care of myself like as much as smash it was like this big community and you were um it was basically like a sleepaway camp for five weeks um and I did it pretty much every year and over the summer and I, I grew a lot there and then going to the mountain school where it's a very different environment I, that I also definitely needed 
Uh, it definitely helped me because I was even further away from my family, which means I needed to be a little more resourceful. But that being said, I know it's not going to be the same thing as college, but I feel more confident going into it uh, than some students. And that's because I'm lucky enough that I was at these programs. Daisy? I just wanted to say, because we are talking like programs, uh, do something over your summertime. Like, I, I was not fortunate enough to be able to do programs because I needed money and my parents needed money. We're broke. And so I worked all summer. I worked full time because I didn't have to do school or I didn't have any summer programs either. So just do something over your summer because a lot of scholarships are going to ask you what you did over your summer. And if you just say, oh, I just hung out with friends, they're not going to they're not going to consider you. So just do something over your summertime because they're going to ask for specific dates. And also, if you're in a similar situation to like Daisy's where you had to work, that's also very valid. Um, and I like I wasn't in Daisy's situation, but at least coming from like hearing from an outsider's perspective and the reason why Daisy had to work, like it makes sense. And it's it's understandable. And it's not like she's going to get dock points because she was doing something important as well. But yeah, that was a great, that was a great, I think, way to like close like the academic um, myths, I guess. And now these two are just like kind of for fun that I, I did, I wasn't expecting, but I thought were kind of interesting. So the first quote was, um, your friends from high school will be there after you graduate. Wrong. You won't talk to any of them. And then the second myth was like, they said, high school sweethearts don't last saying that high school sweethearts will last. Uh, any thoughts, concerns, opinions on those? So, so sorry. We actually took a short break, but we are back. And I don't think y'all could tell. But anyways, um, I'm so sorry. But to end like this whole kind of like question that I had asked and closing off the academic, part of like the biggest myth you believed your senior year now it's more of like the social aspect uh the two quotes I chose that I thought were interesting uh were the first one was your friends from high school will be your friends after you graduate wrong you won't talk to many and the second one was that high school sweethearts don't last like that was the biggest myth they believed so I'm assuming they're still with their high school sweetheart um Chella, I'll go to you first because you you had said something um well I can kind of relate to this already because since the pandemic um I don't really talk to my friends anymore it's like a once in a blue moon type of thing um we do catch up and say hi you know but um it is um a different vibe only because like I know we haven't seen each other for so long and we are like adulting and going through our things on our own so um it is pretty weird, I guess, to like communicate with them again. And the only people I honestly talk to are three beautiful ladies right here. So, um, <laughs> you know, um, it is different, but it's not a bad thing. I mean, it does happen, you know, it's not like there's no beef between anybody. It's just that, you know, 
things come up we're growing up and we just fade away um you know it kind of also depends on the person if they choose to communicate with you then that's great so be it communicate back if you choose to um if they put in no effort into talking to you then you know that's fine too it happens um another thing i wanted to say was about the high school sweethearts um I'm personally in a relationship and I don't believe in the like you guys won't last bullshit. Am I allowed to say bullshit? Yes. Okay. I think so, but if not, we'll edit it out. So okay. say, say whatever you want. It's okay. <laughs> um I've gotten advice from like um older people who are were in college or just graduated from college and they always tell me you know if you're dating somebody break up with them because it won't last it'll be easier on you you could have fun and blah 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 but in my opinion um going to college I'm not there really to have fun and if I do have fun so be it like hey I'm doing I'm doing both but um I'm also just there to learn and get my career um but I don't believe in that that stuff um i believe that if you guys have great communication and can trust one another then that's fine because that's all you need i mean every relationship is different but i feel like if you have those two um skills characteristics those two things <laughs> um your relationship will definitely work out and you guys will survive this great journey you guys ahead of you yeah uh i also wanted to add on to what chela said uh because i'm also in a relationship and um we're both seniors and i just want to say like don't make your future on them always put yourself first because that's what me and my partner are doing we're putting ourselves first and we're thinking about our future so we're going to completely different colleges we're going completely different routes so if your partner is able to respect that then i feel like then you guys can make it if you guys choose but also, if you just don't want to have a relationship in college, you don't have to stay with your high school sweetheart. You guys can always just break up and get back together if you guys want to in four years or if you guys want to work on it through you guys in four years of college, go for it. But I do believe that high school sweethearts can happen if you want to put the work in. It all just depends on the people. And and I have gone before too, like, oh, you're not going to just break up with them. Like, oh, that's in two years. Why are you thinking about them with two in two years? Like, you're just... You think you're going to stay with that person. That's why you want to think about them in two years, but you also don't make your whole future on them. So I think that's a factor. And uh, for the high school friends, that's just on you and your friends. I feel like that just depends on everyone because, yeah, like we got into this pandemic and all your like our friend group just completely dissolved because that's how, what it was going to it was bound to happen. Our friend group was very toxic. And so I feel like that was just bound to happen. And that happens to a lot of friend groups. Yeah. Like it's, if it's not meant to be, it's not meant to be, but don't wish it on other people. So don't say that's a, don't say like, Oh, it's not going to, it's not true. You're not going to be friends with your high school friends at all. You still can. It's it, if you want to. So obviously if, the friends didn't work out it, it happens sometimes oh your partner and you and your partner didn't work out it happens sometimes a lot of things just happen all i'm gonna say is friends come and go if it's meant to be as what has been stated 
it's gonna be you're gonna stay in your relationship or your the friendship's just gonna be there because it all depends on the other person and you can't continue to try to save a friendship or to maintain a friendship that's dead because that's just doing more harm to you and you're in a next you're you're in your next chapter so yes you want to bring those old people who you have made connections and memories with but if it's dead and they don't want to continue a friendship or it's just not happening you have an opportunity to have new friends create new memories create new bonds it's not the end of the world so i'm very much of the belief like you attract what you put out into the world uh again because i have a little experience with going away and living far from my friends i i think i feel a little more prepared and a little more confident in certain friendships uh like with these other people like these other people are like the closest thing to me like in terms of friendships and so i feel more confident with it as well as like like two other friends that i have um who now they're in college and i still talk to them regularly they're great uh, and so I feel a little more confident with our friendship, but again, like if we break off, if like something happens, like, I feel like don't bash them. Like, I think they were an important part of your life. And at least for me, like, I'll always have some sort of like special, like love for them because they were an important part of my life. And I think that also goes for high school relationships, like okay, if you want to, if you want to try, like, give it a try. What's the worst that can happen? Um, but like, at the end of the day, like, if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. And that's okay. I think what happens sometimes is like, certain people when I can't talk from experience, I'm also not in a relationship. But from what I've seen, um, I feel like a lot of people like put pressure, like if they're dating for like, half of like, like their entirety of like high school so they've been dating for like two years then they put like pressure on themselves to continue that relationship and sometimes like it just doesn't work out and maybe y'all are meant to be friends and that's okay um and this I think the same thing goes with like friendships like maybe y'all were like real close freshman sophomore year and then y'all kind of drifted like junior senior year like that's okay and if it takes too much of your energy then like, don't do it. But at the end of the day, I think like still respect them, I think is what I've gotten from all of this. And like what I see, like, maybe like you're not friends now, but who knows, maybe in the future, like things work out and y'all could get back together or y'all can continue to be friends. Like, uno nunca sabe. like you never know. So I think that's what my take on that is. I don't know if anyone else wants to say something, but yeah. Oh, also, wait, one last thing. Um, I feel like I'm I'm at least considering going to the East Coast. I know Dulce is definitely going to end up in the East Coast. Um, and if you're very scared that you and your friends are going to laugh, be like, be like too far away from each other. Again, I went to the semester program. and Obviously, it's not the same thing. And I couldn't use like my iPhone. I couldn't use like um, any social media, but I did have a landline that I would call my friends from. I'd call like the same four people. And I was happy. Like, honestly, things can work out if you want them to. And if you put in the energy, like, just know that you can. Uh, sorry, that was kind of a tangent. But anyone else want to say something? 
um if you're i just a quick thing because my you guys applied to the east coast like out of state because your parents made a lot of money quote unquote a lot of money but in reality we there we none of us make a lot of money we're broke we're all broke we're all broke but according to the government we make a lot of money we're rich people out here um not true uh apply out to outside um outside states like the out-of-state schools because out-of-state privates yeah out-of-state privates because they're known to be giving good financial aid to california students Yes, yes, I want to actually add on that. We live, if you live in the Bay Area, we live in a location that is predominantly, quote unquote, wealthy. But our community, if you live in EPA, is getting gentrified. So you know that prices are rising. And so with all these prices raising, colleges aren't looking that just because the price is rising doesn't mean that these families are making the same amount that their house would sell for. They're still making the same amount, but obviously they're still living in the home that they bought, like what, 10, 12, like almost 20 years ago, some people. So if you just, if you want the best opportunity, sometimes you're going to have to leave. And so for me, that is the situation going on right now. And what is different for me is that I I can stay in California, but my gap will be much bigger. And my parents are like, you know what? Like, we'll, we'll do that for you. Like, we'll make that sacrifice. But it's not the sacrifice I want them to make when I can go to the East Coast and have a school that's giving me better financial aid. So open your options don't you you might want to stay in california but don't stick into this like california bubble that a lot of us have and just take that risk because just because you just because you applied doesn't mean you have to go but you can open that door for yourself and those options and they're there if for whatever reason it's financially better and it's something you might want to do you made it possible because you applied to the east coast or to any other school in any other state yeah or any other region we're gonna go more into this but yeah I am very happy that I applied to as many schools as I did out of state also if you're like from the east coast don't be scared to come to the west coast well very great over here um but also yeah don't limit yourself don't close your options up um Daisy you want to say one more thing before I say something else about the questions yeah um I'm very much California stuck because I only applied here but I also took into consideration my parents are undocumented so they can't fly out to the east coast like their parents can and you don't also don't have to apply to like to the east coast I mean you can apply to private schools that are surrounding us like the University of Oregon or um I know that they apply to like Arizona over there um but just put yourself first I did not put myself first I only I'm choosing to go an hour away when I could have chose to go five hours away I'm very much stuck at home even though I don't like being home I'm very much stuck at home put yourself first 
Yeah, okay. Okay. Um, I can totally agree with Daisy because um, um, I wasn't aware of the. I mean, I was aware that I had the option to apply out of state, but um, I didn't know where to start and I didn't ask questions, so I just stayed applying in California. Also, because like my parents can't fly out as well. Cello, we can't hear you. We'll just take a pause until we hear Chella. Last thing you heard. The last thing. Your sorry. parents couldn't travel either. Yeah, okay. we had to take a quick break because, yeah, we're back. Um. Yeah, my parents could not um, fly out like Daisy said, and I have younger. Uh, I have a younger sibling and like nieces and nephews that I'm like very close to, and I should have been selfish and thought about myself, but um. I'm so like family orientated that I decided to go somewhere it's two hours away where I'm still capable of seeing them and seeing my sisters and nephews grow up and you know being able to go see my younger sister and stuff like that. Um, I don't necessarily regret it, but I do know that I wish I would have given myself more options than I did. Also, if you're the type of person that is very close to home and is like, no, I don't want to leave. Like, that's okay, too. Um, just because... Some- oh, yes, perfectly fine. If you this- want to stay nearby, stay nearby. But this is our... Ex- this is, like, our experience, and I think just from all of us, like, I think for Dulce and myself, we're very happy that we now have options. And for Daisy and Chilla, they at least would have wished that they could have considered these options. So, just one more time. Uh, if you're close to home, and if you want to stay close to home, that's great. I just, just in case, I would just apply out to like schools that seem interesting because Dulce, sorry to put you on the spot, did not want to go out east and she was just not as excited about it and she didn't think like she'd want to go and now like that's where she's going and that's okay. Like now she has that option, Um, but yeah. Open the doors because you don't know what's possible and take advantage of opportunities that some of your peers might not have the luxury to be able to take advantage of. So, yeah. Okay, just very quickly, because this podcast has been going on longer than expected, um, we are actually gonna um, skip the second to last question with is what was one thing you had done differently? Because essentially it's the same as the next question which is just best advice you could give or someone gave to you. I, I feel like they often overlap. There is one thing I'll talk about the other one that I could wrap in. But anyways, so now the question to move on to is best advice you uh, got in regards to your senior year. Uh, someone said, take it day by day, live in the present and not in the past nor in the future. Um, and then the next one was, you can't do it alone. Even if you did do it all alone in high school, get help. Also, when you finally graduate high school, leave all the drama, beef, and grudges there. From personal experience, if you hold on to that same hate, you won't treat people the same, and you'll be coming into a new environment with an old mindset. Thoughts? I totally agree on asking for help because... um... I'm just that type of person who would try to be um, as independent as possible. Um, but I guess during my senior year, uh, 
this is where like the most I've ever asked for help in my whole, you know, high school year. So that's one thing I would definitely like to put out there. I would also say leave the energy, leave the bad energy and the bad mindset. Like that's super important. Shout out to the person that said this. Yes. Um, but I just want to restate a lot of things that we've said and we'll most likely continue to say throughout our podcast. But take advantage of all the resources that are available to you. Ask for help, as Chella just said. Make sure that you learn how to communicate effectively with those who are trying to help you. And three, which was a big one for me, would be learn how to say no. If it's not possible and um, it's just something that's going to weigh you down or not make you as interested in other aspects of your life, just say no, because it's not worth it. Because I was the person who would say yes, yes, yes to everything. And it just gets overwhelming. And if you're not enjoying it, don't do it. Yeah, sometimes you have to say no to good opportunities to say yes to great ones. That's something to remember. I'll very quickly move on to the next two because I think they go hand in hand. So they said, do not overwork your mind. But then this next person said, uh, don't slack off, push yourself to the limit and do your best. The way I, I would like to or say something about that, about the to push yourself to the limit, I definitely agree. Push yourself to the limit. Don't pass that though. Like don't overwork yourself to the point where like your limit, you like flew past by and now you're tired. I think especially coming from myself and my experiences, find the balance. Don't just go a hundred at everything. Like sometimes it's okay to go 50% at certain like things, assignments, events, as long as you're doing what you're asked to. Any other thoughts? Yeah, just don't overwork your mind. And it's also not a year to slack off. Like senioritis is going to, I got senioritis my first semester. Just hold it off. Try to hold it off. Just try to keep going and be like, uh, I'll slack off next month. I'll slack off next month. Keep it like that. Don't be like, uh, I'll just start doing work next month. Hmm. The, the next, like the next um, quote that I have is enjoy it and don't stress. Like things happen for a reason. Oh my God, that could not bring, at least for me, that could not be more true. Um, I don't know what other people have to say about that, about like things happening for a reason. Also, I know that's like sometimes horrible to hear, but it's very much important to remember. I'll just move on to the last one. <laughs> um, and then the last quote I thought was my personal favorite. Um, and it was, I can't seem to remember the best advice I've received, but the best advice I can give about high school is that it's not the only chapter in your life and most certainly not a defining one. If you're worried about what the rest of your life will, life will look like after high school, it's okay. Just remember, you literally have the rest of your life ahead of you to decide what you want to do. 
basically don't peak in high school is what I'm hearing also um, so I also yeah. not only like don't peak in high school like just don't worry so much on your future like that's what you have college for and like you can always just find your purpose later on in your life you don't have to find it so early like I didn't even know I still don't know what I want to do I say I want to be a teacher but I still I say I really don't know I don't know if that's really my purpose until I'm actually there like don't worry so much and stress so much on what you're gonna do in the future like if you have your purpose good for you and that's great and that's fantastic like take this with a grain of salt then uh, but if you're one of those people who are like, oh, I don't know what I want to do. And they keep asking me like what I want to be in the future. It's okay. You don't have to know right away. It can happen to you one day and it's fine. But in most, most of the time, your college um, degree doesn't have to do with what you're doing in the future, unless it's directly useful. Like you can't, you're not going to be a doctor and then do something else. Like you're not going to get a degree in being a doctor or whatever and do something else. Like, Unless you have like something like that, like that's exactly what you that you know what you want to do like that, then that's great. But if you don't, most of the time your degree doesn't go with what you do in the future. I just want to say life is not easy. No one has ever said, oh, life is simple. Life is this, this and that. It's not simple. It's meant for you to explore, to make mistakes, to learn from it, take chances, take these opportunities and if that's not something you want to do in college, you can always do that in high school and taking different opportunities, kind of just learning different things. And to the point of just sometimes your career might not align with what's your quote unquote calling, because you can be passionate in two totally separate things. And sometimes you'll work for a while and you'll go through with whatever, like, let's say you get your degree in or anything, but after a while, you'll also go on to whatever your calling is. If that's helping underprivileged students, if that's going and traveling and spreading the word of something, you'll you'll be able to do what you want. And so just remembering to take opportunities and just open the doors for yourself, I think would be the most important thing. Even if that's not getting a college degree or going to college after, because it's not it's very true that it's not for everyone. And there's so many other things that you can do. So don't put that pressure on yourself if it's something you're not even interested in. Yeah, it's okay to change your mind. Even like after you graduate college, like if you're like, oh, maybe this career isn't for me. Or like maybe you're like two years into working whatever it is that you're doing. And then you're like, I'm kind of like, I I enjoyed this for the time being, but I think I'm ready to move on. Totally fine. Literally, it's fine to change your mind. We have, we like, hopefully like have like a really long time to live and like, enjoy it. Like do what it is that you're passionate or that you love. Um, Chella? Um, sorry, I was eating a sandwich, but, um, (laughs) sorry. Um, I totally agree with um, Dulce because um, honestly, um, I'm Chella, we can't hear you. Hold on. We're going to pause the recording and then come back. 
Okay, sorry, we are back now. Um, again, sorry for the technical difficulties. But, Chelly, right, <laughs> um, you want to finish off? Um, yeah, um, I was agreeing with Dusik because I'm currently in that pickle. Um, I currently am passionate about two uh, different majors or different careers. Um, and I, I actually asked people, like, what do you think both, uh, most um, fits me or what do you think I should do? And I feel like that was the wrong thing to do, to be honest, because um, the way they answered the question made me seem like I couldn't do one thing. And it made me feel low-key unmotivated. So I ended up choosing the one that everybody thought that was perfect for me and that I can do. And it just seemed me. And I kind of regret it. But, you know, I can always change majors. And I can always, you know, try to do new things, have doors open for me to go into other major that I want to do. But for right now, I'm going to just stick to the one that I have. Um, it's never too late to figure out what you want to do. I still don't know. I mean, I do definitely have options, but I just don't know which specific option is for me. And that's totally fine. I definitely have a couple years ahead of me to figure that out. And so do you guys. Does anyone else have something to say? Well, that leads us to the end of like, our conversation at least with the questions uh so now it's just thank you all for listening um again it's it's a wrap so this is fun but again this is just our opinion like just to restate that take what you want leave what you don't because it's okay like if you disagree with this or you had a different experience if you're now like a call like someone that's like a college freshman or whatever or if, you're, if your senior year through COVID was different than ours, like, it's okay. But for those that, are, that haven't gone through it, again, take our advice with a grain of salt. Because at the end of the day, everyone has a very different experience senior year. Regardless if you're from the same school, from the same household, everyone's senior year is different. Ladies, y'all want to say anything? Yeah, I just want to agree with what you said. Like, this is just our experience. And this is what we wished we got taught about or talked more about our senior or well years before our senior year. So if you already know all this, thank the Lord, you know, um, please educate your peers so that they know, because that's what I loved about my peers, that they would say stuff that I didn't even know or I would go ask my friends like, hey, like, what the heck is this? Um, so if you know stuff just don't shove it in their face and be like, hey, you're dumb. This is what it is. But um, just, if you know, thank the Lord. Uh, um, educate your peers, please. I would say acknowledging that, again, senioritis and burnout is real. And there are many things that can lead to them. And sometimes it kind of just pops up one day and you're just like, oh, well, what is this? But just acknowledge your feelings and your emotions and especially during senior year, which is one of the most stressful years, um, I would say talk to somebody because there are a lot of people out there in school, your organ uh, different organizations, and just like friends in general who will be feeling the same exact way, especially your peers, and just they'll feel the same way that you are. They're the, they're in the same boat, like most 
of the time they will be in the same boat. So just, you know, kind of mention it and it will start most likely a full conversation. And at the end, you might feel good, you might not, but you'll know that you're not alone in whatever you're feeling. Do you want to add anything else before we close it off? Well, I just want to say I agree with all of you guys and to take our advice that most resonates with you in your current situation, of course. And, um, you know, just live life. Do your best. You know, senior is hard. We all been there. It's okay. You guys will make it. Period. Yeah. <laughs> um, but anyways, if you made it to the end, thank you so much for listening in. And make sure to check out our other podcast episodes. This was What They Don't Tell You About Senior Year. And we'll talk to you in the next episode. Bye. 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 Bye.